when I started this whole thing with breaking the ice, like I've said so many times, this is something that I sat on for years. Like I was so nervous to put myself out there, share my personal life, make my personal life so known. And I knew that by starting this, I'm not for everybody. Like I know that just as though you're not for everybody. Like you're not always going to be liked by everyone. You're not always going to like everyone. So I knew that going into it, but I felt like the risk was worth the reward. And I still believe that and stand by that. But it's been tough. When I put myself in this position of sharing my life on a social platform, establishing a community platform on Instagram. And I was also asked to be an admin of the group on Facebook, which was a really big honor to me that I was asked to do that. I'm sh- I knew that there would be people that wouldn't like me or disagree with me. And I was kind of like, whatever at that point about it, because I felt like it just felt right. It felt like an alignment with me and who I am and what I wanted to do. And I think the hardest part about having this platform is that I'm basically putting myself out there for criticism. You're listening to Breaking the Ice, a podcast and community created for wives and girlfriends of professional hockey players, but since has turned into so much more. Stories shared by women around the globe who come together for a sense of connection and community. You may be in the sports industry, a hockey parent, an athlete, or a person who just enjoys podcasts, but I can promise you, you'll be inspired by these women every single day while we evolve through the tips, tricks, do's, and don'ts for all things hockey. And guess what? So much more. For women, by women, but especially for a hockey community. So lace them up and tune in for a new episode every Wednesday. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. Surprise. It's Sunday, not Wednesday. I had this written in my calendar for a while, but today is actually World Mental Health Day. So I wanted to kind of do a spontaneous episode. And my husband's been on the road since Thursday. Today is Saturday and he gets back tonight around three or four in the morning. So I have been solo parenting. It has been a long few days. I just crushed a bowl of that feta tomato pasta bake dish thing that I made tonight. And now I'm having a glass of red wine with my dogs next to me. I also had a sick husband, a sick baby. Um, Having a sick baby, this is like, he got sick early on in his life, but this is the first time he's like sick for more than a couple of days. Fortunately, it's not, you know, anything crazy. It's just like a common cold, but it's not been too fantastic. You kind of forget like everything with COVID going on that colds are a thing. Like you think the worst case scenario. So when my husband started saying he wasn't feeling good last week, I made him go get tested. I wanted to just rule that out completely. And um, he was negative, obviously. And then um, I started feeling sick and I don't know how I 
kind of jumped through this hoop. I started feeling not good, but it never fully turned into a cold. I am a little bit congested if I sound that way. So we are just all ready for uh, dad to come back tonight so <laughs> mom can get a break. You know, it's kind of hard because you struggle with wanting to be with your kids all the time. And I think we get so used to like knowing what they need and want. And it's kind of easier to just to do things ourselves sometimes. But recently I've been asking Charlie to get up in the morning with him, which I've never, I don't know why I've never really asked him to do that. I just always get up with him. But it's been a nice change because I'm able to sleep like we kind of trade off. So like he'll do one morning and then I'll do the next morning. So it's been nice, man, to sleep in a little bit some of these days. So I highly recommend doing that if you're not already. But anyways, I wanted to talk about World Mental Health Day and I wanted to put in some clips of some of my favorite episodes about mental health because I think it's really important that we discuss it and we talk about it because your mental health is literally just as important as your physical health. You know, I'm guilty of this as well, but with our physical health, we're so quick to, you know, go get the massage, go get the chiropractic adjustment, go to the doctor if we're not feeling well, you know, acupuncture. We do all of these things to kind of cure what's going on with us physically. But when it comes to actually like going and getting therapy, sometimes we stop. And I don't know really why it is like it's not like part of it. I think there's a stigma, but I also think there's this almost overwhelming feeling of having to tell everybody your life story. So like, I, re- I do really want to go to therapy because I feel like I would like to have a professional to speak to about things that I'm moving through. And I think it would help me help me through that mentally. But part of me is so reserved to do it because I do know that when because I've gone to therapy before, I do know that when you start going to therapy and you start working with someone new, you actually have to like start from scratch and like they have to get to know you and you have to get to know them and you need to feel like you are this kind of good fit for each other. Um, and you know, I grew up, my dad is a, as a psychologist. So I grew up being really comfortable talking about my feelings. Um, and it has also (laughs) definitely made me be able to express my emotions. And I feel like I wear my heart on my sleeve sometimes. And I, get wrapped up and I get caught up in my emotions. But I also feel like sometimes it is negative that I'm so emotional because I overthink everything and it kind of can send me on a really big spiral. I don't know if anybody noticed or whatever, but I I definitely needed to take a a step back from social media this week. I kind of want to get into this because I feel like I want to be heard by our community. I guess I'll just like take this way back to when I started this whole thing with Breaking the Ice. Like I've said so many times, this is something that I sat on for years. Like I was so nervous to put myself out there, share my personal life, 
make my personal life so known. And I knew that by starting this, I'm not for everybody. Like, I know that just as though you're not for everybody. Like, you're not always going to be liked by everyone. You're not always going to like everyone. So I knew that going into it. But I felt like the risk was worth the reward. And I still believe that and stand by that. But it's been tough. When I put myself in this position of sharing my life on a social platform, establishing a community platform on Instagram. And I was also asked to be an admin of the group on Facebook, which was a really big honor to me that I was asked to do that. I'm sh- I knew that there would be people that wouldn't like me or disagree with me. And I was kind of like, whatever at that point about it, because I felt like it just felt right. It felt like an alignment with me and who I am and what I wanted to do. And I think the hardest part about having this platform is that I'm basically putting myself out there for criticism, which is something that I've never really experienced in my life. And it's a very weird feeling because, I mean, like, obviously, when you go to high school and you go to college, people have their opinions of you. We're all freaking crazy in those periods of our lives. And people have these ideas of you and whatever. But I feel like I've never had people comment to me about what I'm doing or kind of just speaking from a place of thinking that they know me, but not actually knowing me, if that makes sense. So like there's podcasts that I listen to and I feel like I'm friends with the guests, right? And I'm sure that you guys can relate to that. Like if you listen to, you know, my episodes or like my guests, you feel like sometimes you're just sitting there like having coffee with us, drinking wine with us and like getting to know us. And that's how I want this platform to be. Like I want it to feel like that. But at the end of the day, like, yes, I am coming on here and I am sharing my story and I am sharing parts of who I am and trying to be super vulnerable with you guys and open up. But at the end of the day, the people that don't know me, like, don't know me. There's still, like, I, there's a lot of layers to me. And I think that it's what's hard for me is that people think that they know who I am and think that they know, like, what my intentions are. I did want to mention something because I feel like I am coming from a place of feeling like I need to kind of defend myself in a way. But when Amy asked me to be an admin on the Facebook group, I was honored. I was like, oh my gosh, like me out of all these people? That's like amazing. I'm so honored. I would absolutely love to do that. And Actually, when she asked me, and she, and we recently had a, a call on the phone about this, she, she wanted me to post the podcast every single week. She wanted me to share all the Travel Tuesdays in the Facebook group. And I told her no, because I was worried that people would think I'm like just coming on to like self-promote or whatever. And she was like, no, this is like, this is the space to do this. Like, this is the community. I want them to have access to the episodes. I want them to have access to like, 
what's going on with the podcast and I want you to like make rules and help with the Facebook group and moderation as things evolve and and change. So I was like, okay, great. So, and like, there was even times where like, I wouldn't share and she'd be like, hey, can you share whatever? Like, make sure you're sharing the podcast episodes. And, you know, I've always felt so much support and love and from Amy. And like, I still am just like honored that she ever asked me to do this. Um, And, you know, I understand that people don't like change. Like people, someone coming in and kind of like, adding rules in or, you know, maybe it appears that I'm like being self-promoting. That's not the case at all. So like a lot of you guys might know this. It's not something I'm like trying to broadcast all over. I don't make money on the podcast. I do not make money from the podcast. Of course, that is a goal of mine to have sponsors for the podcast. Just as though I'm sure if you guys were in this position, that would be a goal of yours too. But when I started this whole platform, my intention was not to be rolling in the dough from it. Because let me tell you you guys, it is really hard to monetize a podcast. You have to have so many downloads per episode. It's tough. If I wanted to be rolling in the dough, this would not be what I would be choosing to do. And so everything that I do, and I'm not looking for like a pat on the back. I just want to express myself. Everything I do, like it is free, but I love it. I'm passionate about it. I'm passionate about connecting girls. Like I've had people become friends by listening to my podcast or just connecting with someone through this platform. And it honestly just makes me feel like I'm doing something right. So I just want to make that really clear that my intention has never been to make money off of it. But yes, that is a goal. That's a goal just as though it would be for any of you guys is to help provide. And I I would think that people would support that considering, you know, all of the work that I put into this platform. Anything that I have personally shared in the Facebook group has been asked of me to be shared by Amy. And we kind of talked about this because I've just like recently have gotten some backlash about just like from a couple of people about this. It hurts because I'm trying to do like what was asked of me and then it's like I'm getting like backlash for it. And so for me, it's like I have on top of this, like I have my own small business. Um, I have clients that I work for. I am a mother. I am a wife. I am very busy. And I, at this point, need to protect my peace because I am a really sensitive person. I can be like a sponge sometimes. Like I can pick up on other people's energy and it can like actually really affect me mentally. I felt really terribly a few weeks ago about an interaction that happened in the Facebook group. And of course, people will tell you like, don't pay attention to those people. Don't give those people your energy, whatever, but it hurts. Like I am a person. I struggle with anxiety. I am always trying to work on myself. I'm always trying to grow. It just doesn't really sit well with me that I'm getting backlash for something that I, you know, try to do 
out of the goodness of my heart, honestly, because I mean, at the end of the day, like I could just stop and make the same amount of money I'm making right now, which is nothing. I'm doing this because I care. And it's been a really hard week for me. It's been very hard. I've felt very low. You know, I've also been alone for three days, so I've been feeling very lonely. I really miss my family. I really miss my friends. And this is like a really vulnerable conversation. Like, I didn't know how I wanted to like approach the situation. And I'm kind of just like grabbing the mic and like seeing where this conversation takes us. But like, it is so true that you do not know what people are going through and to be nice to people. I I will never be able to wrap my head around people that are, are so critical sometimes, feel the need to say something. And that's the weird thing about social media too, right? Is like, we don't always, you know, sometimes we feel like we know people and sometimes it's like, you don't know me. So I, I mean, I have decided to step down from doing the Facebook group because I need to protect my peace. I am not open to receiving, you know, people criticizing me because I'm just trying to help. So just this entire week, like my anxiety has been really high. I've lost sleep. I've been sleeping a lot during the day. Like I just feel really down. And I'm not saying this on here because I want people to feel bad for me. But I'm saying this because I want to bring awareness around the fact that words have meaning. I personally don't feel like for me, the Facebook place, the Facebook page is a safe space for me anymore to do what was asked of me to do. So I have chosen to take a step back from doing that. Um, this platform has been such a blessing. And like, if I'm ever feeling low, like you guys build me up and make me feel better. But like, I need to do some inner work to like move through this and see how I want to go because this week I truly completely lost my drive to even post an episode this week. I mean, I have episodes ready to go, but I couldn't even do it. I completely disengaged from being on social media all because I had 0% energy to do that. So I think that we forget that we're all just people trying to do our best. Honestly, it's a huge privilege to have this community, like my like myself included, it's a huge privilege to be in this Facebook group and to be able to connect with other girls in this community, which is why I wanted to make this podcast to take it another step further. But like, I don't know, like I think about girls that have didn't have access to this Facebook group going overseas or just like moving in general. And it is such a blessing to have this and to have all of these resources. So I'm really just trying to be appreciative of that fact. But yeah, I mean, it's not easy to, to have, to, to, for people to have this easy of access to say things, you know, I just don't have the energy for criticism. That's not, I'm not opening myself up to be criticized. And that's really what it comes down to. Like it just feels, it feels hurtful. Basically the point of explaining all of this is that like, 
your mental health is important and like you need to take care of yourself and that if that means not responding to a message, if that means taking a step back from social media, unfollowing people that do not align with you, then do that. It is so important to protect your headspace, especially in this lifestyle where we're already feeling isolated and lonely. It's so important. Like I just went through my Instagram page the other day and I removed like so many people that I just don't know. And it's nothing personal. It's just like, I just don't really want people to see like what I'm up to on my personal page. And I like, I have it written down that I want to do it on my Facebook page and I have it written down that I want to go, you know, it's like, it's, it's kind of freeing to do that. I am someone that struggles with my mental health in this lifestyle a lot because I'm alone a lot. And I felt this way before I ever had kids too. Like it's not a new thing. It's, it's the lifestyle. I, I have to try really hard to stay positive and to feel, you know, happy and to do the things that bring me joy and make me happy. But like a lot of the times we kind of get stuck in these routines where we're doing the same thing every day and we're going through the motions and, I miss my family and I miss my friends and you can only FaceTime and, you know, talk for so long, but I just think it's really important to really get to know the girls on the team and like make that extra effort to get together and hang out. It's so important. And I think it makes the season go by faster too. So if you're feeling lonely on a team, I guarantee you someone else's as well. So just reach out to them. Get together, drink some wine, make some food, go for a walk, like whatever you need to do to get yourself out, get yourself moving. Um, Yeah, but I wanted to kind of pick some of my favorite parts of episodes that I've done and put them in this podcast for you to kind of reference back to, to know that you are not alone. So I hope this helps anyone that is going through it like me this week. Um, I, you know, I hope I can push an episode out next week. It really just kind of depends on how I'm feeling, but I appreciate you for listening and being here. And I appreciate the people that have been nothing but kind to me, have supported me, have built me up. I literally do not deserve you guys. So thank you. And you're honestly the reason that I keep doing this. So I appreciate you and I hope you enjoy your day. This first clip is from episode 13 with Mimi Franco. The episode title is called Let's Talk About Mental Health. Did you find that you were shoving your feelings under the rug at all of like when you first got there and trying to act like everything was okay or did you really embrace how you were feeling and just kind of soak it in well so yeah I mean I the first thing I started to feel was um like I felt lonely I really did miss my friends and my family and I just kept telling myself that I have to like be grateful for the opportunity that hockey gives us and it's true like I do I do feel like I wanted to be grateful for the opportunity that hockey gave us to travel and meet people and experience other places. And so instead of dealing with why I was unhappy, 
or what was giving me anxiety, I basically just ran from it. And what I would do is I'd be like, oh, I need to like be grateful for the fact that we're over here and take advantage of the opportunity. So I literally traveled at least one week out of each month, the whole first season. <laughs> so I was on this roller coaster where my, and um, uh, my brother was studying abroad in Italy at the time where my family's from. So I kind of would just like go there and hang out with him and go there and like, you know, visit my family. And um, so I was basically on this roller coaster where when I was traveling, I was so happy and busy. And then when I came back to Scotland, I would get so bored and like tired of working from home. And it like, it was like my mood was really high and then it was really low. And um, there was just no like normalcy. And um, like, it was really fun getting together with the girls. And um, I mean, you, I'm sure, you know, like when you have like a really good group of girls and everyone lives close together, like that does make a big difference. So luckily we did have that. Um, But yeah, I mean, I, I can't, I could say like my mood the entire time I was in Scotland was probably like a six out of 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and it was also like a lot related to my career. Like, did I make the right choice taking a break from my career and stuff like that? So um, just a lot of things like swirling around in my emotions that I wasn't dealing with. Do you feel like you were able to talk to the other girls there at the time or did you not really want to, I guess, burden them with, with how you were feeling? Yeah, well, so I was one of, I think, four girls who didn't have kids. And I was like, these girls are moms. They're going through way more than me. They are, you know, um, they just have more on their plate. Like, I'm not going to talk with anyone or complain with anyone. And to be honest, like, wasn't really talking about it internally. Like, I wasn't acknowledging that I was feeling that way. So I wasn't really talking about it with anyone until I would, like, call my best friend and be like, I miss you so much. Like, I miss the sun and blah, blah, blah. So mm-hmm. I definitely was not. I think I've learned since then that many of the girls who were in a similar situation to me on our team were feeling different sort of things. And none of us were talking about it. I think back to times where I felt unhappy or even just, like, whenever it was, And sometimes you don't really know, like, why exactly you're feeling a certain way. But you can't always, like, put your finger on it. Sometimes you really just have to sit and, like, just let it marinate because your feelings are so valid. And just because, like, you know, you said, oh, they were moms and they had so much more going on. It's like, your feelings are just as valid as, like, a mom or someone that's going through something that's harder. Yeah. And, like, the other thing is, too, that when we feel these things, like they're not coming from like from nowhere, you know, there's a source for everything. And I think like one thing I learned when I was younger and I did go to therapy, um, I learned that all of my, and it it might be different for everyone, but for me, all of my anxiety was directly related to an experience or trauma that I had had. So seeing a therapist really helped me to figure out what the root cause of that was. And then I was able to heal, but I feel like when we just don't, when we act like our anxiety is not there, we, we can never get to the root cause of what it is. And sometimes it does take talking to someone else, even if it's, whether it's like a therapist or even if it's not a therapist, even if it's a friend that we trust or someone we meet or whatever, or our significant other, talking with someone about it helps you, you know, when you're talking, have you ever had one of those conversations where you're like talking and you're like, yeah, I guess. And you kind of come to the like, 
realizations while you're talking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I definitely feel like that's a big part of it is um, normalizing talking about our emotions overseas and like with the other girls on the team. This second clip is from episode 14, Retirement and Life After Hockey with Stephanie Hyde. Yeah, and I think I think what people have to understand too is, I mean, I, I've been there. Like when I was a lot younger, I, I suffered a lot from anxiety and panic attacks, which I didn't even know at the time that's what it was. I just mm-hmm. felt fear. Um, and I stumbled upon a book before we went to, to a, like we went to Las Vegas, we usually go every year this is the first year we were breaking the streak (laughs) um and I just looked at a book at Barnes and Nobles or whatever while my husband was picking out something else to read um and I realized oh wow I actually am I have anxiety and panic attacks and that's why I feel so weird but I think people when they don't know yet they also assume that it is going to be this huge process that you maybe spend thousands and thousands of dollars on session over session over talking over you know like getting better when it doesn't even have to be that way there's a million things that can play into mental health not Mm -hmm. just your mind it could be imbalances in your body it could be hormonal imbalances it could be intolerances it could be I don't know a bad sleep pattern it could be you missing a couple vitamins as simple as that and you you take something for three months for 50 bucks each month and you feel a million times better it's it's easy just reach out try to do a little bit of research anyone feel free to ever contact me like I've literally tried everything under the sun um, <laughs> I've had my fair share of like trial and error I'm never gonna just tell you do this I'll just present what I've been through and it might be a really quick fix and if not if it's really just a, more like a head thing then like with Chris, for example, I think he offers a first consultation. He had to start like offer them for prices because people would like kept talking to him. And he's like, well, I kind of only have 24 hours in the day too. And I was like, yeah, you need to charge something. <laughs> but I think it's like the first consultation is like only a couple dollars. Like it's not expensive. And then you can still decide, does this make sense? Do I want to do more? I know Chris has helped people with like 10 sessions to completely change their game. Reach out. You're not going to down down the the hatch with like five grand for anything um but take care of it it's really important and what's important too about mental health is not only do you not need to feel like crap every day (laughs) you don't deserve that but it is gonna if you feel good and if you feel sharp and if you feel confident it's gonna catapult your life ahead so much more than just dragging everything with you have so much more energy for the things that are really important and meaningful in life This next clip is from episode 32, Give Yourself Grace with Clarity Angle. Just mentally, I just completely spiraled because, um, you know, I had always gotten like with a, you know, an Instagram account, you're always going to get people who send you rude messages. But this at times, like I had the same person making like 10 to 20 Instagram accounts to message me from. And it was like every day I woke up and I was just like, what is it today? Like, what is it going to be? And so that I just, I just really started struggling with, um, a lot of depression and anxiety when it came to social media, because, you know, I've never really cared what people 
thought, but then it's like, okay, you're targeting like my worthiness of being in a relationship. You're targeting my worthiness of being in a career. And it just felt really, really personal. And I'd never had that kind of negative feedback before, you know, like I've gotten people commenting on my looks since, you know, I was in middle school, like high school and then college, like that, that didn't really phase me. But when it was just like, you know, like you're like a disgusting person. Like I remember getting a message like that, like you are a disgusting person. And that just, just like ripped me apart because I was like, but you don't know me. Like you don't know me. And I was like trying to defend myself, like to people that I didn't even know like who they were. But for some reason I felt like they had a stake in like my worthiness. And I, it was just, it was really, really like, hard on it it was really hard like I try and you know I'm glad that like I seeked out mental health resources and you know I kind of took a step back from social media for a bit because I was really suffering like at the hands of people who thought that they had like a stake in my life and my happiness and my relationship and um I'm sure that other girls have um you know especially in this career profession and they've dealt with the same things but it, it, it just like came as a surprise. I didn't, I didn't expect that to come with like a new relationship. Episode 35, show up for the things that make you feel good with Danielle Shug. In a way, um, it was almost immediate. I had this guilt and anxiety and I will never forget the first morning I woke up and, you know, I could have slept in, but I didn't because I couldn't sleep. I had this, like, it was honestly like this veil of like guilt and fear and anxiety um, that I wasn't doing enough or that I was going to be seen as not doing enough. And I know like a whole part of this podcast for me and like what I really want to share here is um, Basically, I don't think a lot of us talk about this and I'm honestly going to get emotional even talking about it, but what ended up happening for me is that fear and that guilt and that anxiety um, ended up manifesting into like physical ailments. So this like hockey life, like I said, is so incredible and so amazing and it's given me so much, but it also, for me, I struggled with my purpose And I had, I was left with honestly, like nothing. It's what it felt like, even though I had my person and I had Justin, um, there was like this emptiness that I also was left with. So to kind of, I mean, take a spin on that and move forward with that. I, uh, I had to then, well, we both had to move to Europe. And again, I was really excited to move to Europe because it was all new and I wanted the change, but I had again, like this fear and this anxiety, almost like this emptiness inside of me. And I couldn't really figure out what it was or what it stemmed from. Now I know, now I understand that, you know, I needed to refine myself and find my passion and find my purpose. But I think in the hockey world, so many of us women sacrifice and give up so much. And it's, I know it's talked about because, you know, our, our husbands and our boyfriends, they do the same too. They sacrifice so, so much, but I don't know. I just don't think it's something that's really, you know, talked about enough. So this Mm -hmm. is kind of where, um, 
basically the last five years for me has been refiguring out my purpose and, you know, realigning with myself and my values. And, uh, Episode 38, it is okay to not be okay with Whitney McParland. Um, you have to, it takes a lot of conversations. It takes a lot of, you know, trust within your partner. And honestly, I, like when people ask me about it, I'm, I'm not shy to say, you know, we were in turmoil. We both fell apart and we couldn't, we couldn't do it. We had to, we, you know, we separated and, I'm just like super honest about everything because I just feel like there are more people that, you know, go through these things and there is that sort of stigma. Like I said, like, especially from a girlfriend, you know, you always get the, Oh, you know, you, you, you chose this life or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you knew what you were getting yourself into or, um, you know, just wait, wait until you get into the real world, whatever that means I don't even know but these are the things that people say to you and you're just like it's okay to to not be okay and um I just think that we are so much stronger than we give ourselves credit for and I was a huge I'm so hard on myself for like when it comes to anything like I I if it's work if it's my relationship I overthink everything um you know, or if it's with a girl group, like big girl groups give me, I have really bad social anxiety. So, um, and like I told you, like I'm super sarcastic and I make super inappropriate jokes and (laughs) sometimes it can be perceived in a really negative way. And, um, (laughs) I get myself into so much trouble and I, and I never mean it, but, um, yeah, it's honestly, it, it takes time to, to get to to a good place and be okay with the person that you are. And honestly, it's something that I focus on constantly. Like I, I, I'm very self-aware. I know exactly what, what my flaws are. I know exactly what people don't like about me. Um, I know exactly what I love in other people. Um, I know who's going to fit well with me. I know who's not. Um, so it's just really learning and growing every day and I'm, I'm constantly trying to be a better person but episode 44 knowing when it's time to hang them up with Sarah Whitmore yeah I you know looking from the outside in I had so many family members who just truly could not comprehend why I was not loving hockey wife life like they just like from the outside oh you're you're living in Europe and, you know, you're not working, you're a stay-at-home mom and, you know, you guys are making good money for, you know, a young couple and, you know, it looks glamorous from the outside, but the, the inside of the fact of the matter is, is you're in controlled chaos constantly uh, and every single every single part of the year has a different stress being put on you, whether it's move, getting ready to move home, getting ready to move for the season, you know, is my husband playing well in the middle of the season? Uh, Are we going to get a contract? Like there's always that huge stress and it just for after eight years, I was, you know, at a really low point mentally. And yeah, I think, I think a lot of girls are, and it just, it's hard to express 
why you're in such a low point when you, when you look around at your life and you're like, yeah, maybe I should be like happier. Maybe it is just me, but there's definite reasons why you're feeling the way you do. And obviously, like I knew for myself, I need, I just needed something more. And I, I wish more girls would, you know, maybe look at their significant others and say, Hey, like, yeah, this is great. I'm following you. I, I don't need to work, you know, whatever, but I need something more and that's okay too. This last clip is from episode 46, the invisible load of motherhood with Dakota Cameron. Where it is really hard. You just go through so much. Like I know for myself, I dealt, I've dealt with anxiety and depression in the past. And my doctor told me I was at higher risk for postpartum depression. And I was really scared. Like I was like constantly talking to Brett, like, these are the signs. Like, if you notice any changes, like, please, like, you know, be aware. And I definitely like looking back, like we talked about, like looking back, I, I think maybe because I compared it to like my previous experience with it, but I definitely did have postpartum depression, but it just like characterized itself differently than what I was, what I knew. And what did that look like for you? I was just so like, I honestly could not sleep. So like, I'm like like constantly watching her like breathing. I'm like making sure her chest is moving. So that's like constant anxiety over like, is she breathing? Is she alive? And then, um, I remember the first game Brett had away and we were in Switzerland. So like road trips were like max three and a half hours, like not far. And I remember like the, my, I had an amazing doctor. So he was actually the team doctor. He was an OB and a gynecologist. And I don't know how he was a team doctor, but anyways, he was one of the team doctors and he was amazing. So he delivered coop and he told me like, if you need anything, please text me, please call me. So I know Brett's like first game away. I went into like full panic attack. Like my heart was racing. I literally thought I was having a heart attack and I'm like, you know, babies feed off you. So then like Cooper was like a really good baby, but she would get so worked up and then it makes you more worked up. And I remember like, calling him and being like, I think I'm dying. Like I was just so scared and like Brett's playing a game and he like definitely calmed me down. And I was like, thank God for him. Like Mm -hmm. we're in a foreign place. Like we were in a French community. No one speaks English. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to this episode today. I hope it helps you feel that you are not alone in this lifestyle and always reach out to someone if you are struggling. (laughs) 